Hey guys, welcome back to Chili Bakes. It's summer, it's hot. Actually, it's beastly hot today. Woo, it's like one of those days when you walk out and it's hot, but it looks like it's not gonna be hot and then you just start sweating immediately. Or you go out at night and you think it's gonna be cooler and it's still 85. Yeah, it's one of those weeks. Anyway, we're making something light and lemony and I'll bet, I'll bet most of you haven't had this thing before. It's called, well, it was actually called lemon sponge custard, which is a weird name, right? And so I think that's what I referred to it in the last episode, but I'm gonna call it lemon pudding cake because that's really what it is. It's one batter that kind of separates, it doesn't kind of separate, it actually does separate into like a nice cake layer on top, like a sponge cake that's really light. And the bottom's almost like a lemon pudding. It's really, really good. It's good hot, it's good cold, it's good with fruit, it's good all by itself. So I used to make this as a kid because I would, um, I spent a lot of time <laughs> hanging out with cookbooks like they were my friends and reading through them. So of course, I found some weird old recipe in this cookbook and I'm gonna share it with you because I think it's a recipe well worth making. It's, um, it's unusual, but really good. Kind of reminds me of a lemon meringue pie with a little bit of light cake on top. Really, really good. So, okay, so today we're making um, lemon pudding cake. I'm gonna call it sponge custard, you know I am. And we're gonna make the order of events a little bit differently, but before I start there, I just wanna thank you guys for being here in the kitchen with me again today and every week, every week. No, I'm not here every week, every every couple weeks. So I appreciate you coming and hanging out with me, learning something new, finding some uh, gluten-free recipes maybe you haven't had, some tips, some tricks. Um, hopefully you're excited as I am to have time in the kitchen with me and it's entertaining. So I'd love to hear from you. You know I'm on Instagram. If you've listened to me at all, I'm on Instagram. There's lots of photos. I'm up to all kinds of baking and cooking in general. Um, sometimes you'll see Emma there. I have a Facebook group. And, um, you know, I have a website, www.chilibakesglutenfree.com. So you can find out some blog posts there and all the recipes um, from my podcast, plus pictures. So that's pretty cool. And there's a freebie recipe connected to my, um, what do you call it? I don't know, my link in my bio, my um, Instagram for a lemon cake, which is amazing. I love that cake. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of lemon. <sighs> and now I'm out of breath. Anyway, so today we're going to start things out a little differently. Um, there's a couple techniques we've done before, but um, if you haven't um, done them or haven't listened to the episodes, we're going to separate some eggs. It is not a big deal. There are some really simple tips and tricks that I use that make it easy. And there's things that help you um, to not, let's say not fail. Let's say this positively. Let's um, to help you successfully do this. So not hard. So we're gonna have a water bath, sometimes called a, I'm gonna say this wrong, a bain-marie. Ban I'm not good at pronouncing things, especially if it's not, um, yeah, I'm just not good at pronouncing things. Let's just leave it there. So we're gonna do that, which basically means you're baking in a little bit of water in the oven. So we're gonna do that and we're gonna separate some eggs. Um, and that's what's gonna happen. So we're gonna do things a little differently today and we're gonna start that in just a sec. Okay, so we're gonna do things a little bit differently, but it makes way more sense with this, with this recipe and I'll walk you through it. Nothing hard, just a little different. So we're gonna turn on the oven, which I always forget to do, literally. Every episode I've forgotten to do that until halfway through. So this one, it's gonna be cooked in a water bath. So what you need to do, we're gonna cook individual uh, little 
lemon pudding cakes and they're going to be in those ramekins. Um, and so it's going to make about four. My ramekins are not all the same size, but you can put them in any size ones. Um, and we're going to cook them within another pan. So I have like a turkey roaster type pan that's, um, you know, like three inches high metal pan. And I put about an inch of water in it. We want a hot water bath. So um, I'm going to put it in there with cold water. I already filled it so you don't have to listen to my sink. Uh, the oven, I'm going to put it at 350. So we're preheating it to 350. And then I'm going to put the pan and the oven with an inch of water in it. And we're going to lay our ramekins in there and it'll help. The reason you do that is to have more even heating. So that's why we do it. It's not hard, it's just kind of a weird step and you have to be careful when you take it out of the oven. So we're gonna put it in here to preheat so that the water is hot. Just be careful. That water wants to spill in that big wide pot. Okay, so now we're preheating the oven. For the first time in how many episodes, I'm preheating the oven before I need it. Haha, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious. All right. And then what we're going to start with is we're going to beat, um, we're going to separate the eggs and then we're going to beat them. And the reason I'm going to start with that is, here's the reason why. You don't want any oil near your eggs when you separate them. Um, so we're going to use um, dishes I washed in the dishwasher, like soup bowls to separate the eggs to make sure there's no oil in there. I double wash my beaters to make sure there's no oil in there from something else. It just helps to double check. Otherwise, what happens is they just don't beat and you're beating forever and you think, what is happening now? So I'll give you the times, or I'll try to remember to give you the times, how long it takes me to beat. We're gonna do three eggs and we're gonna separate them. So I have three bowls. My technique for doing this is pretty simple, but I have my eggs in one bowl. You can hear them. And I have another empty bowl and another bowl. So I have three bowls here. So my objective is to crack an egg into a bowl all by itself. And then I'm gonna scoop the egg yolk out with my hand because it has no sharp edges and put that egg yolk in a bowl for just the egg yolks. So that's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna crack one egg, put it into a bowl. And if the yolk cracks, I'm gonna get a new bowl. So my yolk is perfect, it didn't crack at all. And I'm gonna gently fish it out with my fingertips. And the egg white will kind of um, filter through my fingers now I just have an egg yolk in my palm and I'm gonna gently put that in a bowl all by itself. So now I have a bowl with eggs in it, a bowl with one yolk and a bowl with egg white. So, did I mess something up? No, I'm just gonna have um, wipe my hands cause gross, egg whites are a little bit funky. Okay, egg number two, we're going to um, crack that and put it in empty bowl. And if the egg yolk didn't break, which I can't really tell, um, it did not break, so I'm picking it up gently with my fingertips, and I'm just letting the egg white filter through, just like that, kind of rolling it back and forth. Now I just have an egg yolk. It goes right into the bowl with the other egg yolks, um, and I'm gonna put the egg white in the bowl with the other egg white. Does that make sense? So I'm starting out with an empty bowl that I'm gonna crack the egg in it. Then I have a bowl with yolks and a bowl with egg whites, all separate. Okay, all right, third egg I cracked and the egg did not break, I don't think. Did it break? You little bugger, did you break? No, okay, I'm doing the same thing. Just be very gentle. Um, if your eggs are very fresh, uh, this is fairly easy. If they're older, it's much more fragile. Okay, so now I have three eggs yolks in one bowl and I'm gonna add the egg whites 
to a separate bowl. All these bowls have been cooked, cooked, washed in the dishwasher, so there's no chance of oil. Um, I'm gonna leave the egg yolks in the bowl they're in, get rid of my eggshells, and I'm gonna beat my egg whites in a glass bowl or a metal bowl or ceramic and something that you're making sure that it has no oil in it. The bowl I cracked it in like a soup bowl is not big enough. These egg whites are gonna get way bigger than they are now. I don't know if it's three times the volume, so this bowl that I cracked it into is great for cracking, but not for beating the egg whites. So I'm gonna beat the egg whites first and then I'm gonna set them aside. We're gonna beat them till they're stiff. So in they go to the bowl. Sorry if it's loud, I have to use glass. I normally use plastic. And you wanna use the beaters that um, have a whisk almost at the end, because it'll make it a lot faster. And I will tell you how long this takes. And we're beating. Okay, it actually took about a minute. My egg, uh, I don't know, my egg was slightly warm. It's supposedly quicker to beat eggs into um, stiff peaks or to, you know, whip them up when they're warmer. So stiff peaks mean when you beat it. So the egg, let me just go back a second. The egg yolks, uh, let's try this one more time. The egg whites are clear, kind of clear colored when you start beating them. They'll become like, almost like a fluffy marshmallow as you beat them if you've never done this. And um, the way you tell if it's stiff peaks, which is where we want to stop, is when you lift the beater up straight out of the bowl, it should, and then turn the beater, obviously when it's off, uh, the egg whites should be stiffly, you know, they shouldn't floop over, right? They should make a peak that stands up. If it's dry, it starts to look curdly and you beat it too far. So stiff, but not dry means it'll, it'll hold its peak, pull the beater out, it should be able to hold a point and not flop over. So that's where we are. We just set that aside. I'm gonna change beaters on my electric mixer and um, just the regular, 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 oh, regular beaters because um, we're going to cream. Now we're getting on to the rest of the um, lemon pudding cake. So we're going to beat the butter and sugar. If I could get the beater in. Oh my gosh. I always put the wrong one in. You know, they have two holes and one has the thing that has to go in first. Yeah, I never do that. This is why I don't make cars or design things. Okay, so what we're doing is three quarters cup of granulated sugar. and one and a half tablespoons of butter. It's good if it's softened. Mine is almost softened. And you kind of have to, you know, guess one and a half tablespoons. It really isn't too big of a deal. If you get a little bit more, a little bit less, it isn't very much butter anyway. All right, and then we're just gonna cream those two together along with two teaspoons of lemon rind. So you wanna, um, Zest your lemon. If you have a zester, it is such a good investment. It makes such tiny, beautiful pieces of lemon rind that kind of go seamlessly into your bakes. And that lemon rind is what infuses your bake, any bake you have, with the beautiful lemon flavor. There are oils in there, the scent. So a zester is just essential and a fresh lemon. Please don't use bottled lemon. It makes me want to cry. Oh, yeah. Please use fresh lemon. There's no way to get the flavor. I mean, I guess if you cannot get fresh lemons, I get it. If you can grow a lemon in your yard and grow herbs in your yard. Anyway, I recommend that too. So two teaspoons of freshly grated lemon rind. Um, you wanna do your lemon rind grating before you squeeze your lemon because it's much easier. So those are going in there too. 
and um, then we'll juice our lemon in a minute. So we're going to cream the butter sugar with a lemon rind. Okay, there's a lot more sugar than there is um, butter, so it kind of looks like lemony sand that's that's getting or buttery sand that's getting flung around here, but you want to mix it as best as you can. Just make sure you don't have any big chunks. Already there's an amazing amount of lemon aroma just from the uh, rind, and we're just going to keep mixing. We're almost there, and then we're going to be done with this really, really quick. Okay, that did not take long at all. Okay, then we need to... Um, I have to give myself a moment to gather my thoughts here. I'm all hopped up on the lemon pudding cake. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, so we need to squeeze a quarter cup of lemon juice. And before you squeeze your lemon, it's always a really good idea to take your lemon um, after you've zested it. It could be before, actually. but And you roll your lemon on the countertop. You just kind of lean into it with your heel, and it sort of um, it releases the juice. And so you'll get more juice that way. Um, you can also zap it slightly in the microwave. It'll, I don't know if it bursts the little um, juice packets in the lemon, but it always makes it easier to juice. And then you get more juice. So we're going to do that and get my quarter cup of lemon. And what else we need to get here? I have a quarter cup about Although I have to strain it, make sure you strain it because getting a lemon seed in your lemon cake is not great. We need some milk. And I need to find my strainer. Mm. That's another really good essential kitchen tool is a very small strainer. Like a fine strainer that you can, um, you know, juice with abandon and then get all the seeds out. Okay. So I have my juice, I have milk, we're going to add um, milk and lemon juice, and then we're going to fold in the egg whites, which if you haven't done that before, it's not a big deal, and I'll walk you through it. Um, and the flour is three tablespoons, just three tablespoons. So I'm not changing the recipe as far as that goes at all. So we're just using my favorite cup for cup gluten-free flour, three tablespoons that I have, I put in a bowl, and a pinch of salt. They don't call for salt, but... Really, if you have recipes that have no salt, if you just add a little bit, I know there's some in the butter, but I'm going to add a little tiny pinch of salt to the three tablespoons of flour. Just mix it around. Okay. And then we're going to mix the milk and lemon juice together, which is kind of an odd combo, I have to admit. But we're going to alternate the dry, which is the flour, with the, um, I can speak here, with the lemon and milk and then we'll fold in the egg whites. So I need to mix the milk and the lemon juice together. So we're getting that together. If I had a quarter cup measure, you'd think with all the measuring devices I have, I always end up with a third a cup or half a cup. You know, always the wrong size. <laughs> do you guys do that too? Okay, here's a quarter cup measure. We're gonna strain that lemon juice because I really don't like seeds in my lemon juice or in my cake. Um, Oh, let's see. Did I get a quarter cup? Ah, I'm like a tablespoon shy. All right. No? Yes? Oh, just barely. Just barely a quarter cup. Okay. One quarter cup of lemon juice and a cup of milk. I'm just using 2% milk because it's what I have. 
And I think honestly, as a kid, all we had was full milk, but it worked just as well at 2%. Okay, so those are pretty much mixed together. All I had to do was pour them together. Um, all right, now I have the wet ingredients. And hold up, now I've forgotten the egg yolks entirely. Okay, I'm so sorry. In your bowl, you have your butter, your lemon zest, and your sugar. Nicely creamed together. It, it looks kind of sandy because there's a lot of sugar to the butter. And we're going to add the egg yolks. And then we're going to do the flour and the wet. So the three egg yolks go in together. We're just going to beat those. It will not take long at all. All right, and these eggs are beautiful. The egg yolks are so vibrant, it's gonna make this lemon uh, pudding cake a really beautiful color, because the egg yolks are just bright orange. All right, I just had to scrape a little bit. There was a little bit of um, butter and sugar on the sides, and I'm gonna give it one more quick mix here. Okay, so we've beaten the egg yolks, in with the sugar, butter, and lemon zest. Amazing. And then we're going to add, we're going to alternate adding the dry, which is just three tablespoons of uh, gluten-free flour, a pinch of salt, and then the wet is um, milk and lemon juice. So we're going to alternate dry and, and wet here and add it to the yolks. So I'm going to start with uh, the flour. I'm going to stir this in. I'm not going to beat this in because we want to be kind of gentle with this. So actually I'm going to stir it in with a um, spatula because I'm going to use that to fold in the egg whites at the end anyway. So I'll just do this probably in thirds. So you kind of eyeball how much dry ingredients to add. It's not, doesn't have to be exact. And then we're going to add about a third of the milk mixture here. And the milk, in my case, and probably yours as well, will have curdled a little bit with the lemon juice. That's not a problem. And you just want to scrape to make sure there's no thicker bits. It's going to be very runny. You're going to think, what is this stuff? It'll be fine. I promise you it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's really liquidy. Okay, the rest, uh, the next batch of dry, about a tablespoon. Stir that in nicely till there are no dry lumps in there. I haven't made this, honestly, I haven't made this cake, hmm, I maybe haven't made it for 10 years, eight years. So I haven't made it, I don't know if I've ever made it gluten-free. So this is like a, you know, a premiere episode of like me winging it in the kitchen. So God knows I'm hoping this goes well because it's been a really long time since I've made the recipe and I haven't made it gluten-free before, but this is me just flying by the seat of my pants. Okay, so a third of the, um, or the rest of, no, let's try this again. Another portion of the wet. So you should have um, a little bit of dry still to go in and the last bit of dry is going in. And just watch out, those flour lumps like to be clumpy. Okay, so the last of the dry went in. I'm just mixing it in nicely, making sure there's no uh, clumpy bits because it just wants to clump together. And maybe it's the flour I'm using. I'm not really sure. But so I'm using my spatula to sort of uh, 
push it against the sides and um, get that to stop clumping a little bit. Not exactly happy about this, but as I said before, I haven't made this gluten-free. So just try to smush those lumpies, and then we're gonna add the rest of the milk. And there we go, it's a very, very runny batter. And what we're gonna do now is we're gonna fold in those egg whites. All right, actually first, you know what I'm gonna do is uh, I would prepare your ramekins. Um, you're gonna grease them with a little bit or you could spray them. Just uh, run your butter wrapper over them or your hand with a little bit of butter in it over each one to, to help release the cake after you um, cook it. I have four ramekins that are about four inches wide. It says 10 ounces. I think that will do it, but honestly, I haven't made it. And I'm doing everything on the fly today, so I guess you get to see how, hmm. We'll see how this goes, right? Okay, so I added the last of the, the dry and I'm stirring in the last of the wet, and it's very runny. Like, this does not look like cake batter. Cake batter. It just looks like milk and eggs, and that's fine. So what we're going to do is fold in the egg whites. So we're going to use a rubber spatula, and we're going to... Um, now you don't have to worry about rubber uh, or oil and stuff, because you're going to add something to butter anyway. Anyway, you're going to scrape those already beaten egg whites out of your pan, right on top of that liquid batter. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna run your spat rubber spatula around the bottom of the pan and fold over some liquid dough, liquid batter over the egg whites. And it looks like it's just this crazy mess of bumpy, fluffy, looks like weird bubbles. And you just keep moving it under and over like that. Scrape through the side of the pan and flip some of that uh, liquid batter over. And you're just gonna keep going and you're gonna keep going until it becomes, um, more of a cohesive batter, it'll all get somewhat fluffy, but you don't wanna just beat the crud out of it because then all that air is gone and there's no leavening in this. So how it rises or how it has any mm, bubbles in it is from the egg whites. So that's why we're gently folding it in instead of stirring, stirring, stirring. You can stir it, but it's not gonna be the same result. So you wanna fold it in until it's well combined um, and it won't have giant chunks. So that's what we're doing here. And it'll start to feel like, oh, the whole thing's getting fluffy and thicker a little bit. And it's gonna not be super fluffy and thick. It's just gonna be kind of fluffy. So I have some pieces that are still mm, pebble size. And I'm gonna mix a little bit longer. I don't wanna mix it until there's no chunks at all, because then it's too mixed. All right, so then I can just pour this, pour it into my ramekins. And that's what I'm gonna do in my buttered ramekins. You can make this in one pan and I, let's see, what size is the pan you can make it in? Mm, let's see, seven inch oven proof pan you can make this in. Okay, so you wanna get some of the top and some of the bottom and it is gonna puff up so you don't wanna fill them completely to the top, like three quarters uh, the way is good. I think somehow I got an extra bowl in here. Let's see, oh, that looks pretty good. All right, and then they're going in that water bath. So I'm just gonna set them in the water bath in the oven one at a time. And then there's a little bit of a trick I use to get things out of the oven that's been in a water bath. But we're just gonna set these right into the oven, into the hot water bath. And these are supposed to take 45 minutes. Now, I feel like that's a long time. So since I haven't made them in individual ramekins, I'll let you know how long it takes. And we're on to baking. 
hey guys, they're out of the oven. And I was right on the 45 minutes. That was way, way too long. So um, they take 25 minutes in these um, 10 ounce ramekins. So if you're doing a bigger thing, it might take 45 minutes or so. So how you know they're done is it sort of looks like a little bit browned. It's kind of like a sponge cake on top. You can test it with a knife. It should still be pudding-ish on the bottom. Um, so if it's not, you've overcooked it. Like if it's all a cake, it'll still be like a light lemon sponge, but it won't have the pudding business. So that's what happens if you overbake it. If you underbake it, obviously you need to put it back in there. Um, I don't know what it's like underbaked. I've only overbaked it. So what you want to do is take it out. I took it out at 25 minutes, take it immediately out of the water bath, let it cool. Um, cause it will keep cooking in there. We don't want that. So, um, whatever time it takes for your oven, but I would test it at like 20 minutes, maybe depending on your oven and how big the ramekins you make are. So this is a light sponge cake. It's a little bit browned on the top. Um, Mm, it has um, a buttery lemon smell. It only has three tablespoons of flour, remember, but um, it's still, it's very cake-like, which is kind of amazing, right? So um, I'm not going to um, garnish mine with anything this time. Normally I could do a little powdered sugar, a little fresh fruit. My sister says she likes to make a raspberry, a fresh raspberry sauce, which probably is so good because it's tart and bright um, pink. It probably looks so good with the lemon. And um, she also reminded me, you know, she said, make sure you tell people. Well, maybe she didn't say it like that. She said something about if you chill it, the lemon flavor is much more intense, which I do agree on. So if you have it hot, it's very good, but it is less lemony than if you chill it. So here goes the, I was going to say the first bite, but since I've already eaten one, yeah, that kind of happened because I was testing one and then I somehow ate one. Anyway, so this, um, it's spongy on the top and it has like a little pudding layer on the bottom. Um, mm, it's a very light spongy cake on top and a nice um, fresh lemon pudding layer on the bottom. It's really good. It's a great summer dessert. It's light, um, but rich. I'm gonna eat another bite. I probably shouldn't eat the whole thing because this would make me eating two. Mm. Really good. Fresh lemon flavor, the zest, the two teaspoons of zest, really make it lemony. Um, if you don't wanna do a raspberry sauce to serve it with, which I have never done before, fresh fruit is great. Whipped cream is great, or even just a little dusting of powdered sugar. You know, you kind of sprinkle it over the whole thing and serve them individually with a little fruit or even plain. So lemon pudding cake, well worth making. The, um, the hardest thing is separating the eggs and whipping them into stiff peaks, but we know how to do that. Not a big deal. So mm, yum. I really hope you try this. It's something very cool, amazing, and most people haven't had it. So you could be like, you know, I was going to say in the know, but I don't know if that means you're in the know. So all right, so we're done for today. Um, this was a delicious bake. Mm, I'm going to have to fight myself to not eat the rest of that. Coming up August 7th is a fruit galette. What the heck's a galette? It sounds like a antelope, but it's not. It's like a flat um, pie. You roll out the dough, but you just fold the edges over and then you put fresh fruit in it. It's going to be really good. Mm, it's one of those easy things. You can make tiny ones. They're very cute. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So I'm excited about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. It never rained. It's still beastly hot, but what a nice way to spend the afternoon with you guys in my kitchen. So thank you for being here once again. Thank you. Thank you. Please send me pictures. Um, say hi to me. DM me. Um, you know, drop me a note. Let me know um, when you start by Instagram and um, or ask me gluten-free questions. I'd love that too. So thanks for hanging out with me in the kitchen and I will see you all soon. You guys have a lovely summer day. Hey guys, here's a little postscript. Um, Oops, I forgot to tell you where I got the recipe from, from The Joy of Cooking, the um, 
I don't know, it's like the 1930s edition of The Joy of Cooking. This was a recipe for lemon sponge custard, which is a tongue twister, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I can barely say that. <laughs> anyway, since lemon sponge custard does not conjure up the cake that I'm making, um, I'm calling it lemon pudding cake because that's really what it is. And it's like a nice spongy cake, which is probably why they call it a sponge custard. But most people here in the U.S. don't make custard or sponge cakes that I feel like. Anyway, so that's where I got the recipe. I want to give credit where credit is due. The only things I had to do to make it gluten-free was change the flour to gluten-free flour since it was only three tablespoons. Um, I used the greater amount of eggs that they asked for and I added a pinch of salt, but that's it. So I really didn't have to do much to this recipe because it was a pudding and it made it a quick, um, a quick conversion. So just wanted you to know. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.